0: Thank you. Welcome to the Static Zone Podcast, where we discuss everything you watched back when TV's had a static snow cover channel before you popped in your VHS, I got or switched it. over to channel <laughs> three. With me is a man with dirty hands, it's Corey, aka Tornado Jones.
1: I clipped my fingernails.
0: Mm, gotta do that still. And I'm a Jewish guy that runs a pizzeria. I'm Scotty Moe. I made that line better. Let's clarify that out of the gate. (laughs) Yes, Uh, the lines
1: delivered a little bit uh, edgier. So good job, Scotty. (laughs) Yep,
0: I'm not going to do impressions. I never do impressions. Uh, But you guessed it. We watched Drive, starring Ryan Gosling. That one, not the 1997 movie that I just learned exists today. Not the
1: 2019 Indian. uh, I think it's not in. If movie from India that's apparently on there too because one of the numbers i put that name into the numbers search and it was just like this is what you meant right and i was like
0: no whoops, not okay. at all not at all bollywood that's what it is oh, okay so you can watch drive on tubi uh which and you have your imdb for free so it's on imdb site that's weird
1: i guess so yeah i think it's one of the apps that's like through what is it like Amazon where you get you go on Amazon but then you go to the IMDb channel and it's free on there? So hmm. maybe I don't know, it's weird. Right. Go to Tubi, Tubi's great, there's an app. Tubi's we free, found that out. Uh,
0: there are commercials though, uh so there that are. exists. But a it's free Amazon, iTunes, voodoo, buy or rent it there, and Hulu premium. Um Everything's I have in, on there in the notes. Here it says Corey reads back of Blu ray and Q.
1: No, no, shut up. <laughs> going back to that Hulu, uh, there's a new series that came out that's called The Bear that I'm going to be checking out soon. So if you hmm. haven't seen that, check it out. But yes, uh, where's my Blu-ray? I, have, uh, I, this, I actually do have this movie on Blu-ray. I know it's a joke on this podcast that I say I have things on Blu-ray, and then I go, oh, wait, no, I didn't have it on Blu-ray. So thank God for Tubi. Uh- but I do have this one uh i actually opened it up today to watch this movie and i don't know how long i've had it so all right uh ryan gosling stars as a hollywood stunt driver for movies by day who moons moonlights as a wheelman for criminals by night though a loner by nature driver can't help falling in love with his beautiful neighbor irene played by carrie mulligan a young mother dragged into a dangerous underworld by the return of her ex-convict husband after a heist goes wrong, Driver finds himself driving defense for the girl he loves, tail but tailgated by a syndicate of deadly serious criminals, played by Albert Brooks and Ron Perlman. Soon he realizes the gangsters are after more than the bag of cash as it is forced as he is forced to shift gears and go on the offense. They that is all
0: they're looking for. Never mind. So <laughs> Wow, that was uh they really referred to him as Driver, like as his name. Yeah. I don't like that. That that if you've never seen this movie that kind that confuses you and i feel like ruins it cuz i feel like part of the part of the enjoyment in this movie is that they never do address him by a name he doesn't have a name
1: well, well i think this this might be one of those later re-releases that you see like after the movie first comes out like this isn't like the 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 blu-ray that first came out when the movie came out so mm-hmm. i think it's one of those like 5 dollar walmart bin blu-ray ones so oh
0: maybe yeah
1: uh yeah, I, know, I, I, I do know. like that you don't know his name until the end. I was like, are they going to cuz they I noticed that throughout the movie that they never called him by a name. Yep. It's always like the kid or the or the driver or your driver or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Tiger, you know. Yeah. But it's also yeah.
1: It's directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, who I think this is only his one of his only directing credits. The other ones are all like writing credits and oh, it's really? writer of yeah right he was the writer of Valhalla Rising which was from 2009 Only God Forgives which was a two, which a movie in 2013 that also stars Ryan Gosling and The Neon Demon which i saw of course spoiler i mean not spoilers but big surprise i watched Letter Media and i think Jay was talking about that movie once and said it was pretty good but it's a very atmospheric type of movie
0: The Neon Demon Yeah the Neon okay. The Neon
1: Demon gotcha so
0: um, he did, he was in another movie with the, his co-star in this, uh, the girl, I already forget her name. Gary we'll Mullen. Yeah. They were in a movie a year before, or it released a year before this. So I guess they're like, oh, they've got chemistry and boy, does that chemistry show through in this. We'll get to that. Uh, but. Oh, I'm, I'm curious because I might be on the opposite side of what you're thinking. Okay. So. <laughs> All right, we got uh, Ryan Gosling as the driver, uh, Carrie Mulligan as Irene, Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad fame as Shannon, Oscar Isaac from, I feel, this is the second movie we've seen him in, and we still have not discussed Star Wars, which I think that makes yay! us pretty cool. But that's also <laughs> what I think most people know him from, is he was, um what's, what's the guy's name? Something with a P. Uh,
1: P- Poe, I think it's Poe.
0: Yeah, just Poe. Um, in yeah. uh, the star, the newer Star Wars movies. Um, Oscar Isaac there, Ron Perlman as Nino, uh, Albert Brooks as Bernie Rose, Christina Hendricks as Blanche. Christina Hendricks, I recognize from Firefly. If anybody remembers the redhead who's uh uh saucy minx, I'll say in that show.
1: She's also in the uh, Mad Men series, and first couple seasons she plays a saucy minx, but then mm-hmm. thing interesting character development with her character, so. I recommend that series. Uh, But yeah, Ron Perlman. Let's talk about Ron Perlman for a second. Like, he's awesome. He's awesome in just being an asshole or a big muscle guy because he looks. He has a definite, like, a definitive face, Ron Perlman.
0: He's got that chin (laughs) that commands respect.
1: It does. He's also in uh, Pacific Rim, which somehow we haven't talked about yet on this podcast. So.
0: I've forgotten a lot about that movie. Um, probably because I that recently finished the anime, though, too. Um, uh, okay, that makes sense. So, so, Yeah, pretty
1: all-star cast.
0: Yeah, a lot of, uh, not giant names, but names that you've seen in other things. Um,
1: well, names for their time, because Brian Cranston yeah. just came off of Bre- Breaking Bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Christina Hendricks had just come off of Mad Men. I'm pretty sure Ron Perlman was doing Sons of Anarchy at that time. Um, probably, so maybe those yeah. are three huge series, like TV series that were lasted many seasons. So
0: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> nice. Um, and then uh the numbers here you pulled up. Uh, let's take a look. The release weekend is confusing to me because at the top is The Lion King, which is definitely the '90s Lion King. Did they just throw it cl- in theaters yeah. for a? Uh, I that's think not an did. anniversary. Because it came out in like '94 or something, and this is 2000. Oh, we didn't just... even mention when this game when this released. Uh, September 16, 2011. Um, yeah. So
1: yeah, I, it has to be just like I, you know, if you were to be like, I think at this time they re-released the Lion King, and I'm like, I think they've done that a lot of times. So I'd probably, probably agree with you every time you said it so, for yeah. every different date.
0: But well, the um, oh, we're at a 11 year anniversary, not not 10 year, almost 10 for this thing um but yeah, i'll I'll list sure. off the top uh yeah, we'll just mention some other ones but i'll let li- oh wow oh wow oh is that what's the minus mean i don't know we'll go from so number one was a lion king two contagion drive straw dogs the help i don't know how she does it number seven the warrior number eight the debt number nine rise of the planet of the apes number 10 columbiana oh, and then just deacon out there with shark night 3d boy almost made it guys
1: <laughs> what about apollo 18 that's on this list too and the smurfs woo, woo, the smurfs were in the fucking what do you call it uh previews of the blu-ray and i was like what the fuck with neil oh, patrick Harris? that's,
0: that's very strange uh um. um what's interesting is captain america's on here but this was not its release weekend it was it says 17 the previous weekend so whatever that means
1: it's probably made a shit ton of money by that point already so it's like yeah i could drop down a little bit i will say i checked on this because i checked each week or each uh i think i think i'm pretty sure let's see drive stayed in the top three for like let's see how long i think like almost two weeks which is pretty good yeah it never um, got
0: that number one, though. There was a lot of garbage in theaters also around this time. I'm looking through this list now. Cowboys and Aliens, Transformers yep. Dark of the Moon, um, yep. Final Destination 5. Which, uh, speaking
1: of Transformers, when are we diving into that series, Scotty? Uh,
0: man, I don't know. Whew, I I don't will, I'm, I'm less excited to talk about there. that than Resident Evil, because Resident Evil will at least get me riled up enough. But Transformers, like, yeah. it, they kind of just get boring. It's not that they are...
1: There's like, didn't we say there was like six or eight of them when last time we counted? I mean, if
0: we count Bumblebee, there's probably seven. I can't remember. I guess. Um, I don't but know. But something else of note on here is Super 8, which I thought was really good, but not on here. Um, Never seen that, I think I know the, the premise. 10. Yeah. Uh, Bridesmaids is in there. Green Lantern. Man, there's a lot of shit that came out. 2011 was a rough year, huh? Look,
1: man, <laughs> I know we don't like... But we don't. We probably aren't the... The, uh, the audience for bridesmaids but that movie made a butt ton of money <laughs>
0: yeah that was a movie that when i saw it i thought it was older than it was because i thought somehow the people seeing it were such big fans or the people i've seen it with mm-hmm. were such big fans i was like did i was this like for a brief moment i thought it was like something from the 90s i missed i think you it know? was just a but... lot
1: of snl love there because one of is it christian that's Wig? basically the cast yeah yeah so I mean, it's a boner comedy for like, but base with female, like female boner comedy, and I'm like, okay, sure.
0: Mm-hmm. So Drive is a good anyway. movie. Um, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> let's hit up those numbers here. Uh, the budget, a uh, proposed fifteen million. That is, well, I mean, there's a lot of stunts, so um, a lot and it of says,
1: driving. So there's not a yeah. whole lot of, you know.
0: Well, there's damage to be done, and they probably needed more than one car of each. Vehicle that got destroyed, I, I assume. True. I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering what bonuses are on the Blu ray that would probably tell you all that stuff. But, uh, much yeah, on 15 this? 15 million. One. Uh, domestic opening was 11.3 million. Uh, I mean, by that, I mean 11.340,461. And then international was 42, meaning worldwide, 77 million dollars. So it made back money, which is it's sort of interesting. There's no sequel, but at the same time, what it the d- fuck would you do?
1: The I, only thing a about the only, a sequel that we have Oh, later.
0: okay. I was going to say the only thing you could do, which they should not because that's why this anti-hero works so well is they could do a prequel to explain where he came from and then completely ruin all the mystery behind it. I don't it. want it no nope. So, yeah, that's when I that's, that's I I just want to say example, that's when I fell off the saw films was when they explained every fucking thing about jigsaw. I'm like, I don't care that's- anymore.
1: The first Saw movie I would say is a phenomenal movie. It's a mm-hmm. very very good movie. Like <clears throat> yeah. the the twist at the end, I was just like, "What?" And then it all fell down after that. So
0: <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you going to say though?
1: Uh I don't remember. So right. I remember I, it I made I, its so... money. It made
0: its money back. No sequels, no prequels needed. Nothing. Uh
1: no Oh, anti-hero. I want to say like right. I want to we'll get into the story and talk about it a little bit, but this is very much an anti-hero movie and i don't like throughout the movie i was like i see why like what everyone wants for the ending to be but i don't want it to be that and i was very happy that it didn't end up being the happy-go-lucky ending
0: i did um i unfortunately uh was uh it it's insane i i had no time to watch this until i did today and and it's unfortunate because i would i prefer to watch these movies that we do twice so that i can just watch mm-hmm. it and then take notes the right. second time and i also forgot a lot about this movie cuz i have seen it before um we it's didn't get my to first that time. yet yeah your first time i've seen it before um i wish that i had time to look up other people's thoughts of this movie uh, you know those that analyze all this stuff and whatever mm-hmm. to see if there's anything i missed um i tried to start watching one movie or one uh, analytical thing real quick and the dude's voice was going to put me to sleep if I had watched any more of it. So instead, I real quick looked up a Drive interview that was funny and weird and then I looked up an even funnier interview with Ryan Gosling and uh, Harrison Ford for the Blade Runner movie where nothing oh, okay. gets accomplished in the interview, but that's why it's so hilarious because everyone's just losing their shit. Uh, I won't spoil yeah, it. Harrison Ford but...
1: is old and just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, so. well
0: that that's the thing that comes up very quickly is both him and Ryan Gosling are clearly just like over this shit and do nothing to hide it in these interviews. It, they're either Ooh, overly polite good. or they do nothing to hide it, you know. Yeah, they don't but give a the, shit about Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, the interviewer uh she was really great and I'll I'll send you the link later cuz I don't want to make this podcast about that cuz it's we're not talking about Blade Runner and we're probably never going to discuss Blade Runner full disclosure even though both of us love like that atmosphere. Like it is I'll everyone's this,
1: talked about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll say this real quick. Like having Blade Runner was one of those things like The Shining where the Shining I could not enjoy unfortunately and that's not I love it. me <laughs> being pretentious it's just that I only saw it for the first time like 3 or 4 years ago so by that point as a nerd being around like a cinephile and into sci-fi uh, and everything yeah. else every bit of pop culture I'd ever watched had basically laid out The Shining for me so nothing the world about ruined it was su- it for you, so. Yeah so nothing about it was surprising I still like appreciate it and everything but like so I could not I it, there was no way for me to even watching the first time actually experience it for the first time you know what I mean that in mind I'm opposite I was afraid I was, the same thing would happen for Blade Runner and then I finally saw Blade yeah. Runner and it is like top five not favorite movie but top five like favorite world I could just dr- yes. like sink my get drowning I I can't talk <laughs> world that I would want to get obsessed with but um, yeah we're, so many we're other more podcasts likely to talk about that. Total
1: Recall than we are Blade Runner
0: so yeah yeah the remake not even the original anyway no
1: not the remake (laughs) total
0: total re-recall uh no that's probably not i didn't come up with that joke i'm sure that's been said somewhere else um Uh, so yeah what were we talking about
1: (laughs) what was i i was gonna say before i forget it because i'm gonna uh i don't know why i should we should have paired this with the movie baby driver that's what What's this movie? This it would have been because Baby Driver is the happier version of this movie,
2: is yeah. what it is.
0: But uh, unfortunately, it's sullied by all the stuff that came out about Kevin Spacey. So, and he's in that.
1: Yeah, but the other people are great. So <laughs> I really, so. I really, really like uh uh Baby Driver because of the soundtrack. I like the story of it, but I think Drive goes up a little bit higher for for me after watching it because I really enjoyed this movie. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, so I I know we try to stay away from talking through each scene, but I want to talk about the first scenes, kind of almost, not frame for frame, but I want to discuss them because it's important. Because the, this movie, um, what was my note here? This movie is a story told with uh, very little dialogue, which I love mm-hmm. because it means sit down, shut up, and pay attention. Um, I think
1: there's there's a factoid, I think, that says uh, Ryan Gosling only had 891 words in his hmm. script.
0: Yeah, Um, but so the first scene uh, is the actual chase, not chase scene, but a heist or what? I don't even know what to call it. I guess just his first we see him being the wheel man and he sets up, you know, you've got you've got me for five minutes, whatever it is, you know, minute off. A minute before, a minute after. Uh, I'm not there, but, you know, you've got me for five minutes. So these two dudes rob someplace, get in his car, and you see how good he is at what he does. They show that in the first scene. They lay it out. It's they don't... so good. It's yeah. so good. So, but to... and and I don't think we need to describe it that much. It's just he, he basically uses um, the halftime show, or the halftime show, like a big basketball game not the halftime because it's the end of the game don't even don't even don't even go into that Um, what
1: we can say what we can say is is that it it just establishes that he is efficient at what he does
0: right yeah my notes here are radio the game end of game most owned car in the state (laughs) and so yeah at the end of that
1: scene i was like what is he doing what's he walking away for and like he's doing that and i was like oh he hit the five minute mark mm mm-hmm and I was like, that fucking blew my mind. I was like, okay, after that opening scene, I was like, I am I am 100% in this fucking movie.
0: Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, you started sending me messages, so I figured, oh, Corey started the movie. Yeah,
1: uh, uh, well, I can't ever watch the movie late because I can't, if I watch the movie re- like right before the recording, Scotty will be like, I, I knew I knew you were gonna wait until the end,
0: so. Yeah, mm mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So, but, and then the next scene, we learn that Brian Cranston's character works in a body shop or at least or no in that scene we own we learned that brian cranston has a body shop or garage of some sort and that's where the driver gets the car from uh and then um i like how they do this do this do this when the driver gets home he walks past a girl and he goes into the elevator they don't acknowledge her at all they don't like zoom in or zoom out or fade in or fade out or like uh focus the zoom or anything like that right right second scene You see Ryan Gosling's character in a cop uniform and you're like, what the fuck? But then you learn he is a stunt driver and the dude who gave him the car to commit the crime is his manager. It's never really established, but you kind of just assume... Um, the stunt, yeah, like he works like...
1: in the garage, but he is a stunt driver, so it's not like he's just a stunt driver. He does know how cars work and all that stuff.
0: Well, we get to that, but yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's like it's setting up the double life of each of these characters already, just right away, right away. So they oh, yeah, don't they yeah. don't waste time on the story. These uh, are bad the... guys. They they don't waste time on the background of these characters. Um, yes. so you learn that his manager has access to cars that he's giving this guy to commit crimes in. And then in the next scene in the grocery yes. store, um, Ryan Gosling catches uh, the, the lady that uh, was near in his apartment complex or whatever with her son at the grocery store. Yeah, neighbor. And she has car trouble. And then they sort of officially meet that way because he helps her with the car, takes her to, um, uh, takes her no. back home yeah, yeah takes he her takes back her back home. home with the groceries and then with the camera angle they're in the kitchen talking to each other and the shots on her but there's a mirror uh it's I think I don't actually I don't know if it's supposed to be a mirror exactly but it has a picture of the family and he asks who's that and she's like it's his dad he's in prison you learn yeah. everything you need to know about the main characters in this movie in like 15 minutes not even and that's great because then you can just focus on the now so I feel like you focus yeah. Yes. That's what that's I that's wanted, why I wanted to go through each scene there to kind of lay it right. out so we don't have to come back.
2: So
1: I I, I kind of put it together. The three acts. Every movie has three acts. Yeah. Uh the first act especially specifically in this movie is the building of the world. It's building the characters, it's building the aesthetic, it's building the happiness, basically. Mm-hmm. The buildup. Act two is like okay, now things are getting a little bit more interesting because this happened. I, I would say the beginning of Act 2 is when, I mean, spoilers, the uh, Isaac... Uh, I'd say the Oscar pawn shop is Act 2. I would, I would say it's a little bit earlier. I would say, like, when he gets out of prison. Oh, yeah, maybe. Because things shift. Things yeah, shift when so. Oscar... Standard Gabriel is the character he plays. I love the little joke that they say in the movie when he first met his possibly underaged lady friend that became the mom yeah. of his son. That was weird. Yeah. Uh, he was like, my name's standard Gabriel. And she goes, where's the deluxe version? I thought that was a really cute. It was such a, I thought that joke. was
0: good, but also that's like, not the most clever joke in the world. And that shows how dumb he is that he had somehow not heard that before in his life, yeah. but that he was just interacting with the stupidest people that he hadn't heard someone make fun of his own name yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so he was just
1: like, uh-huh, uh-huh, so,
0: yeah. No, that uh, was a good the joke. I think three, that was a, that was a good, end, so. that is a good comeback for uh, some dude trying to pick up a chick, so.
1: Yeah, definitely, so. And then Act 3, I would say, is about the time, probably the. Act 3, is probably the elevator scene, or a little bit, a little bit past that. But no, because um, stuff has already gone into motion at that point, so I don't know. But yeah, there's it's build up, shit happens and then we're responding to the shit. That's the three acts of this movie. That's why mm. I should review movies all the time. That's This is this shit, that's Flawless. that shit, and that's how we get to this shit.
0: Yeah. So- <laughs> Flawless review method.
1: <laughs> this and that shit. Um uh, but no, so yeah, I don't know where we do we I we're kind of already explaining every scene, but like I don't want to do that to the rest of the yeah. movie. Oh, I can We can talk about Brian Cranston's character, because even though Brian Gosling's character doesn't have that many lines of dialogue, uh, Brian Cranston does all the talking that for for this character that uh, that the audience needs. And I think that was an acting choice that Brian Cranston actually brought to either the writer or the director and was like, hey, since, you know, Driver doesn't talk much. The other guy needs to be like a motor mouth. And they were just like, cool, let's go with it. So
0: That's usually what has to happen when you have a silent protagonist in a film or in any story. is mm-hmm. All the other people are telling the story because he's just there. But that also helps you. That's why Link in all the Zelda games has barely ever said anything to let you feel more like yeah. you're playing as Link and stuff. You're, uh, you're
1: the character. You're the yeah. hero.
0: That's why, you know, Mario barely says anything. But that's about to change. Anyway. Yeah. There's uh, going to be a he said, he stated that
1: he his voice is going to be like anything anybody's heard come out of Mario and we're just like that's not a good thing.
0: Cool so, cool, cool cool. Um yeah. I want to bring up electronic. Ryan Gosling's acting because Rachel and I have been watching so many Keanu Reeves movies lately that it's like okay, Keanu Reeves <laughs> could probably act circles around Ryan Gosling because of how little dialogue he has. And that is sometimes a lot of what Keanu Reeves does. But the thing is, Reeves cannot stop like bobbing his head around and moving his head and stuff when he acts. Right. He's, he's not just right. stationary except for John Wick. That's kind of a whole different thing. But um, yeah, so it was just like things in this movie that were supposed to be taken so serious. It's so easy to get engulfed and have this movie just uh, clearly be so far up its own ass. But like, the the lines that were taking me out was when Ryan Gosling's character was trying to be funny, like when they were in the car shop and um, uh, his lady neighbor was there for her car, talking to Brian Cranston, and right, right, and uh, Brian Cranston's like uh, saying like, oh, he could he, you guys are neighbors, he can drive you back home, and then he brings the kid yeah. over, drive her over, and he's like, you could take her home, right, blah blah blah, blah. and he looks over and he's like, my car doesn't have wheels. And I'm um, like, come Jesus on. fucking Christ. Was it's good. So st- no, no, it's so I, dumb. No, no, you cannot stand here and tell me that every time he yes, has it, no expressions, what's all that you're not like, I cannot take it serious. I like okay, this movie, so but it's so goofy. I have to
1: admit, so in my head, I haven't seen a lot of Ryan Gosling movies. The only one I remember seeing, and yes, I did watch it, was The Notebook, but that was like 10 years ago. Uh, So I'm not really familiar with his acting style. So like in my head, I was just like, he. that's how that character is supposed to be so that's what that's he does how he's
0: a... this is exactly what he does for blade runner this is his exact character
1: okay and you know i thought what? it worked so.
0: in that he's a robot so that's why it works in that
1: <laughs> <Spoilers>! <laughs>
0: it's really not you learned that in the first scene
1: he's a reploid yeah sorry that's for the mega man
0: that's not there, okay so. all right we're great <laughs> professionals here Look, the um, entire so that's time that I was, was I was and, glued to this. Great. Well, how about that windowsill scene where they're literally staring at each other and there is not a conversation?
1: It's the mood and aesthetic of the movie.
0: <laughs> like this, I said, this is this movie gets pretty far up its ass and a sometimes. View. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. this
1: because this I, I was literally I, I, the, I paused it once to go to grab lunch and then like I was just enthralled like the entire time. I was just like. I remember towards the end of the movie, there's a scene where he's in the car. It's almost at the end after something big happens and he's just sitting there and it's just zoomed in on his face. Mm-hmm. And I was like watching just like, what the fuck's going to happen? And then after a little bit, I was like, this is a really long scene on his face. Like, <laughs> but I was still enthralled okay. in the back of my head. But I was like, what the fuck's going on?
0: The difference is you were watching this by yourself. I was watching this with Rachel. I was and i was watching and the it first myself. time i saw this it was definitely by myself like it was on netflix and i just threw it on not having ever seen any thing by ryan gosling before and uh now mm. that i have seen him in some stuff i know that this was like what he chose but he is also known for being just stoic overall um and uh yeah that's but, yeah, his since, character was in the notebook yeah and like and rachel had seen this movie before but it it was also a long time ago for her but yeah with her and and i mean just we we watch so many things that are like MST or stuff that Mystery Science Theater could make fun of that we don't <laughs> realize we're riffing yeah. something until it happens. So mm-hmm. when she said something, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's over, which is fine. I
1: watched these with her, man. <laughs> no, well,
0: she was only like half watching anyway. She was she was reading a book at the time, but she did. Um, She had uh, uh, it's not a bad movie, but she also she kind of likes cars. So I think that's why she initially saw it. Uh, okay. But
1: I didn't know. I did not know that.
0: Um. Well, I think she likes cars. She's a secondhand car person because, like, people that have been in her life are car people, but she is not. So she, like, picks things up and so... Like, it's like I you're not a
1: smoker, but you your dad was a smoker, so you're always kind of around
0: it. So. Yeah. Thank you for explaining the phrase secondhand anything. All right. Anyway, um, hey the you get
2: it. <laughs> but the,
0: the reason I men- mentioned that is because I was like, Jesus, the kid's not even wearing a seatbelt. I'm like, Are there seatbelts in that car? And she's like, Oh no, that's a such and such. The seatbelts only were for the waist. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's not safe at all because you can still just no. like fly straight out the front. Um, yeah. <laughs> Safety um, wasn't
1: a concern in the 70s. <laughs> no, not
0: at all. It was all about being cool. Um, exactly. Yeah, something else I want to mention before we before I forget and before we get away from it. Um, I watched this on Tubi, and I put subtitles on because there were some times where everybody just yeah. kind of speaks under their breath, and so I put subtitles on, but never have I experienced this in any other thing I put uh, them on. It subbed the lyrics of the songs that were playing.
1: It yeah, did it on the Blu-ray as well. Oh, really?
0: Well, and yeah. the reason I mentioned that is the like the lyrics are clearly they are driving the plot home and like these character developing scenes and stuff like when uh Oscar gets human, out of prison. Robot. Yeah. What's that? You the one up.
1: song where it's like I'm a human, not a robot. Oh, like... yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I mean I would have heard, but then also the music swells and you hear it more. I would have caught it, mm-hmm. you know, eventually. But that was just interesting to me that I hadn't experienced a movie where the lyrics were subbed as well. And but that was like forcing, but that again emphasizes what I like about this movie is that it doesn't throw the story in your face. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's a very simple also, story. Yeah, which is also why I'd like to hear what how some people analyze this because I'm sure people who are overanalyzing it, but there are some things yes. that I want to mention in terms of some symbolism in this. Um, I highlighted a couple of things in my notes, but that was one of them. It's I I just wanted to mention that because I've never seen anything subtitled to lyrics to songs, but I don't know. No, that's fine. You said the Blu-ray uh, did that, though? Or it...
1: Yeah, the Blu-ray, the Blu-ray did it as well. So I, I didn't really notice it until you pointed it out. But I do remember seeing the lyrics on there because it would start mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. like lyrics of such and such, and then it would go in the actual lyrics. So, right. I guess since we're talking about the music, do we want to go into the midnight stuff?
0: <laughs> sure. Uh, the synth band, the Midnight, that's kind of blown up a good bit recently. Um, they, uh, I had to find because at first I was like, oh man, every single video or every single way that their songs is on youtube at least one comment it's guaranteed somebody's like man this would be a perfect soundtrack to the movie drive and so i'm like okay i i guess and now that i've watched drive again i'm like oh because also the music is basically what inspired the midnight and uh tyler of the midnight the midnight is a is a duo of guys Um, primarily who write the music but they uh they did say in an interview that was one of their inspirations was the movie drive so it makes sense especially if you look at the cover of their album nocturnal it's basically the dashboard of this movie um
1: if you if if scotty points up right now and you're watching there it is if you're watching the video version of this that might never come out there uh you go (laughs) so
0: yeah i figured the more we you know it's kind of like that uh, that belief that people have every time you mention uh, Reve- the, the book of Revelation, the further away the rapture gets. Or is it every time you talk about the rapture, the further away it gets? Some people believe in the Bible. Oh, no. So, we've been in the um, end
1: times since I've been alive. So I guess I might okay. be. So.
0: Are you calling yourself the Antichrist? Is that what just happened? Don't tell
1: Antichrist that.
0: <laughs> so that's what It'll I figure is.
1: So if I turn into the Antichrist?
0: <laughs> yeah, what a what a downer. That'll be the reason we're upset. Um. <laughs> Anyway, the, the, but yeah, that's why I say like the more we mention ever having video versions of this podcast, the further away that gets pushed <laughs> of that happening. It's coming soon,
1: all right. We're, we're it's, yeah. I'm working on it. I got a busy ass life. So
0: oh, another important scene. I just glanced at my notes. Is that diner scene where a dude like recognizes? I think Gosling's yes. character is he eating mashed potatoes or is he eating I ice cream it was with ice a fork? Cream. But he has a fork. I've
1: I've seen people eat ice cream with a fork. I'm not saying it's a, the thing to do, but I have seen it because I thought ice cream right away as well.
0: Yeah, but I just or like... <laughs> neither of them was like... I don't know who orders a small plate of mashed potatoes, like just mashed potatoes, so I assume it's ice cream because I'm thinking to myself like, is just a plate of mashed potatoes really diner food? Is that someone something someone orders? I would think
1: maybe apple um, pie with a scoop of ice cream on it.
0: Yeah, but what's cool is like that dude... So, uh, driver is at, um, the co- kind of the corner end of the, the bar sitting there eating and a, you see a guy recognize him, like smiles and looks up and realizes who he is and then walks down. He says, you don't remember me. Something like, uh, you are the wheelman for me and my brother. In a, in a job and, uh, yeah, and he's like, yeah, we got another wheelman," man. And he, it, it got fucked up real bad. My brother's dead now. And he starts to say, so we got this job coming up. And Ryan Gosling's like, how about this? <laughs> yeah. He's like,
2: shut
1: this your mouth is... or I'll push your teeth yeah. into it. Like, yeah. But
0: this is like, up until this point, he did not do anything badass. He just barely spoke to people. and
1: Except for the opening scene where he shows that he is a driver. Well, and that, but, no, he's but. He's very
0: robotic,
1: but no what, violence.
0: No, but what I mean is there's no, um, nothing to show how. Uh, if he that he is a threat to anyone nothing that shows like other than he is good as it good at his job why right. like nothing else has come his way or whatever and so he's like how about this you shut your something like you shut your mouth before i kick your teeth in so far that i shut it for you or something like that yeah and yeah, that's it out of right. that's out of nowhere after he has said maybe five lines the entire movie or five it's words jarring yeah and you see that but then but the great part is is like uh, he says that he basically threatens to kick this dude's ass, and the guy's like, "Nice seeing you," and then just walks away.
1: <laughs> it's understood. He's like, "All yeah. right, no further going. Goodbye." Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's. So, what yeah,
1: I, I love that every one of those small scenes like that. It's just like, it's 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 good it's so good like every time something happened like that i was like yes there's lots of setups in the movie there's lots of payoffs Mm -hmm. uh because he is a stunt driver he has access to the makeup department and he has like these fake things he can put on his face you know kind of like a mask which is like there's so many inspirations from video games and future movies to this like hotline miami came out a year the same year or a year right after this movie
0: i forget but uh I, re- I remembered um that you had played that for the first time ever this year so mm-hmm. now i'm sure you're gonna want to go back and be like i'm ryan gosling look at me go you know got a chicken that's, head
1: that's, on i'm coming in the door <laughs> yeah that's what
0: i sing when i play hotline miami most video games right. i just make up a song look at me i'm sonic i can run fast yeah. you know that's uh it's uh that general cadence and uh yeah right no. I'm i'm a fun uh ball.
1: yeah that uh Because I have to remember that this movie came first. I was like, oh, it's like Baby Driver. Oh, it's like Hotline Miami. I was like, no, 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 no. Those -hmm. are like this. That's how it is. So
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's amazing to see that this movie has inspired a very good synthwave band. It's Mm -hmm. inspired a very good video game franchise. It's inspired a slew of other movies past it. And it's not the first movie to do this premise.
0: No, but it, it... It's just the atmosphere and it it's the characters and it's it's the uh it's the people that make it because you have all of the and it's the fact that it's a silent protagonist or semi silent, whatever the hell you want to call them. Um because that's also the thing too. Like the overall theme is like put your money where your mouth is, like just fucking do it and yeah. stop talking. Cause everyone that doesn't shut up dies. <laughs> you know? Basically. So yeah. Basically. Uh, for the most part, anyway, but yeah. So I, I thought that's an interesting theme I thought going on throughout it. Um, we have to talk. And, let's uh, talk about the
1: gore a little bit, I guess, if we want sure. to.
0: Sure, it totally is pretty gory. Um, I think the first thing, but
1: the first thing of gore that we get is Oscar Isaac's character.
0: Yeah, I guess so. He gets beat up in the parking garage. He
1: gets beat up and then gets squibbed the fuck up later. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was I that was interesting and the um the thing like again, this scene or this movie does scenes well where it shows very important things but it doesn't dwell Mm -hmm. on them. Like the the dudes that kicked the shit out of uh Oscar Isaac, uh they gave his son and his son saw it happen because his son's like cowering off to the side. This scene is
1: powerful.
0: And then yeah, that's messed up, and then the next scene Um, where he's cleaning himself off and drivers like asking him what's up, essentially trying to get some info. Um, Cause he knows this isn't just some dudes randomly hit him. And also he just got out of prison. So what's actually going on? Um, What was
1: it that they told uh, the mom, like drunk kids beat him up or something, drunk teenagers beat him up or something like that. Oh
0: yeah. 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 Um, And, uh, but when he's talking to him in the bathroom, he's getting cleaned up and then he checks on uh, his son uh, Benny? What Benicio? Benicio? Is that? Yeah, Benicio. Yes. And um, I'm gonna call him Little Benny because I'm gonna forget Benicio. But sure, yeah. Little B, Little Benny. Uh, but he talks to him and asks him if he's okay. And he's playing with something. He's like, "What's that? Can I see it?" The kid's holding on to a single bullet that the guys yes. that kicked his dad's ass told him to keep. So it's like, holy fuck! Where if if driver was not in their lives that bullet would have definitely come back into that kid's life and it would not have been good. But it's like, it's you know, the kid, the kid has no idea. He no. Unless from seeing like cartoons or something, he might not even know that that is an actual bullet or like a live, uh, like. Yeah, but he still... wasn't
1: happy to be holding it either. Like he was just sure. like telling the story because sure. he just saw all that shit happen. which I love by the way that he uses that bullet later. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you want to use this for symbolism? I've got some for you too. You know, um, I
1: want to talk about since you brought up uh, little bees, little Benny's uh, dad played by Isaac, Isaac, Oscar Isaac. I'm sorry, Isaac. The relationship between driver and what is it? We'll call him standard, we'll call him Gabriel. That's his last name. Uh, is really interesting because at first, like hallway scene, you mean? Yeah, you can see like Gabriel's not dumb. He kind of understands what's going on here. Like he like they haven't done anything, but they've just been hanging out. You know, he's like, Oh, okay, you've been helping out take care of my boy. Well, I'm gonna thank you for that and all that. And then after this scene that we just talked about, it's like Ryan Gosling's now like, I wanna help you because I like you and your family. All right? right. It's not just like, all right, I want you to die. Like when he did die, spoilers. I was like, "Oh, well, that takes out a pretty pretty important thing that was holding back Ryan Gosling's character by pursuing his love interest. So, I guess we're but good." Like, I like, I like it, how
0: this I like how this movie did it because um uh what what is what's the lady's name? Um played by uh, Carrie Irene. Played by Carrie,
1: um, yeah, Irene, yeah.
0: So, I like that uh I like that Driver and Irene never actually did they didn't even they hadn't even kissed. Like they held hands on a drive. And that was it. Normally you would see like the steamy bedroom sex scene or something right, like but that. that didn't happen yet. And it's fine that you it don't didn't. need it. Yeah. But I, I like that that didn't happen because that lends to him being somehow still a good person because he's not trying to help uh, Gabriel because he's like, whoops, I had sex with your wife while you were in prison. It's like and it's not even like I'm sorry for thinking about doing anything with your wife. It's literally right. I like your family And you clearly need help, and you are clearly an idiot that doesn't know what to do next.
1: I can help you. And there is no I can't. He's like, This is what we're doing.
0: Right. Like there is no
1: like, can I help you? Like, will you accept my help? He's like, No. This this is my plan. This is how it's gonna go down. But I will say that scene that does happen, I was like, it's just a scene for a robbery scene. You're like, this feels not good. It's in the daytime. There's like too many red flags. Who is this Blanche chick? Yeah, like, but the thing
0: like the whole time like this was around I had I had seen Breaking Bad at this point, so I was used to yeah. basically I was used to Brian Cranston in the desert. <laughs> so I was like yeah. something's <laughs> going to happen. There's no way this heist goes perfectly as planned. And then and then when yeah. you see the other car pull up, I'm like something someone's oh, yeah. going to die. Someone's going to yeah. die. And, well, and, I and that thinking... sets up
1: from the first scene because it takes it takes the second person in the first scene a, a good little oh, bit. You yeah. think, he, you think mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling's going to leave without him and then he shows up. And then same thing with Oscar Isaac's character. You're like, oh man, he's going to have to leave. Well, my, in my head, and I was saying this out loud, I was like, oh shit, he's, he's, it's going to be longer than five minutes. He's going to stay six minutes and everything's going to go sh- go to shit. And yeah. almost I was right. <laughs> so... Yeah, well,
0: what's really powerful is the fact that the driver gets out of the car for a split second because he it was you he kind of care usually yeah you've you've known at that point that he does not leave the driver's seat until the five minutes are up but he was about to right then and there he's like oh nope no nope, he's super dead wait is he dead no nope, mm-hmm. that was that was more than a double tap we gotta go you know yeah <laughs> like, goodbye, yeah oh man so. so
1: and then i do and also i think the wake-up call in this movie because in the beginning you're like okay he's tech, tech he's not a good guy He's driving for you know heists mm-hmm. and all this stuff. It kind of right. goes away because you get this, uh, you get the setup of the first act with, uh, with Irene and little Benny and all that stuff. And then you get the scene in the hotel room with uh, Blanche, Christina Hendricks' character. Yeah, Blanche.
0: Blanche. And you're
1: like, oh, no, he's, he's still bad. Like he's still a bad guy. Like, right.
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing real horrible happened. Like he's not. He doesn't beat the shit he out of Blanche her. but he threatens but he, her. But
1: you you think he will like yeah. you it's very strongly that you're like oh I I think he might beat the shit out of her if he keep, if she keeps lying to him.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's that that was something that I I was wrestling with because I was like, mm, I'm sure people lost their shit cuz they're like Ryan Gosling hit a woman. And I'm like mm-hmm. I that was more of a plot device than just hitting someone to hit them. Because yeah, it had she, to move along she, the plot. Had, she was confident enough that she didn't think he would do anything, but then he showed her that he would. But that didn't matter because she Not got her head fucking blown off. And I forgot about that. Forgot about that. A lot. That
1: was that was that's when the gore ramps real mm-hmm, hard. That's mm-hmm. where it starts. Because you're like, yeah. oh, you see a little bit of gore with Isaac uh, or Isaac. Fuck it, his character. <laughs> Poe. Yeah, and, Poe Dameron. Poe. Yeah, Poe. Po. And then this one, you're just like shotgun to the side of the head. You're like, whoa, okay. Yeah. It slow mows it for a second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. you're just like, shit. And then that's when I guess if there was a part where you see like Ryan Gosling's character kind of snap is when he kills that first hitman. Oh, right. And you're you're like he's all he's been robotic the entire movie. Like you're mm-hmm. he's very like he's got emotions but not emotions. And then this is just, like, that tipping point where you're like, he's still emotional, but yeah. now he's like... Because he doesn't carry guns. That's his rules. He doesn't carry guns. He doesn't use them. He doesn't do this. Technically, he just drives, and now he has killed somebody. So it's yeah. the first person we've seen him kill. Granted, right. he might have he might have done it in the past, but we don't know about that story, because this story isn't that story. Mm-hmm. So well, you're just like, uh-oh, shit's going down now. Like, shit is going down.
0: Yeah, yeah, he... he that at that point when he realized, I think when he realized the point that he realized he needed to take things into his own hands was when he confirmed that she was in on it and that she was trying to double cross him, that Blanche was. And then, and then it just, and then he was going to gradually take things into his own hands, but then they attack, which they, I mean, it shows they don't think much of him. They just sent two dudes and yeah, you know, he's a driver. They don't care. They don't don't even
1: know who he is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, But, yeah, I thought uh, in terms of, like, how this movie shows progression and you could argue it's symbolism, too, um, at this point now that he's gotten his hands dirtier than usual, he goes back to try to talk to his neighbor, Irene, and his hair is messed up, and he looks just disheveled overall. Whereas up until this point, he's had the clean cut. He's had the—and it's it's the main reason, I I assume anyway— to throw it in our face that he wears a white jacket is so that we can see it, how dirty it gets, you know, that is well, obvious, but you know,
1: a lot of people will be arguing, like, how can he just walk around like with that on and all that? I'm like, really? The only places that he really walks around in daylight with it on is like sets that he's allowed on.
0: Yeah. And yeah, people yeah,
1: would yeah. be like, Oh, he's just in prop. It's just a prop jacket or something like that. Yeah.
0: And again, uh, you know, people just don't want to mess with other people's business a lot of times. So
1: especially in la so (laughs) yep
0: yep yep yep. uh let's Uh, talk
1: about that elevator scene
0: yeah we're leading up to it because she didn't want to talk to him when he walked up to her door and he's like will you take a walk with me which doesn't make sense like you won't you won't step out into the hall to walk with to talk to me but we'll go for a walk and you can talk with.
1: well i think he it's like his character trying to be like hey i need I don't really do this, but I need you to walk with me and just kind of, like, chill and relax mm-hmm. so we can... Because shit just went down, all yeah. right?
0: like <laughs> I was I was kind of surprised that he just flat-out explained what is going on. Like, there's some shit, your husband was in, and I tried to help him, and it didn't work. So yeah. you guys are in trouble. I'm in trouble. Well,
1: he has no reason to lie, so... Right,
0: yeah, which is good, too, because I hate when you do the, like, threes Company thing and it just snowballs mm-hmm. to stupid... All well, if he was if his character was more emotional,
1: he might have tried to lie to like, protect her. But he he knows he's such a like defined character that he knows, like just hiding it isn't going to help anymore. Mm-hmm. Like is that then he'd just be the dad, basically.
0: Right. So, yeah, exactly. they get
1: into the elevator and uh, surprise. Well, they, they,
0: they, the they, gu- hold up. They were going Go to get into the elevator. The elevator door opens and it's one of the like West Coast mobs dudes and. uh driver knows that she does not know that so then they yeah. get into the elevator with this guy well
1: no no so we know we as the audience know that because the scene earlier we found out in uh-huh. ryan gosling's character oh, found, yeah, yeah. found out that it's all connected to nino so we didn't even set this up so shannon
0: he's an idiot. and
1: driver work together shannon is brian cranston's character and then albert brooks character who is bernie rose and Shannon worked in the past so that's kind of mm-hmm. how they get some of the heist information and stuff like that well Bernie Rose's car- uh partner is Ron Perlman's character Nino which is the more brash like kind of loose like mobster gangster yep. that uh all of this is go- tied to yeah and when he finds out it's Nino he's like fuck i just went into a partnership with them <laughs> like yeah so, and then that's when they get onto the elevator and he sees the guy's gun and he's like, he's not stupid. He's of course that guy, which, cause the guy's like, sorry, wrong floor. And you're just like, yeah, sure, buddy. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Cause he turns around and he like kind of, cause, uh, Carrie Mulligan's character is standing right behind uh driver and he just moves his hand and kind of pushes her into the corner, yep. kisses her, gives, that's the first kiss we get. That's
0: yeah. The first and the last, uh, And because if what's going through his head is this might be the last kiss because yeah, might not make it out of this elevator.
1: But and then he just he goes into it and he starts attacking the guy. Mm -hmm. And I like how uh, Irene is kind of like shifting around the elevator the entire time, knowing like, hey, I just need to be out of the way. (laughs) And he he curb stomps the dude's head in. Yeah, there is no head. It shows it.
0: Yeah, well, it, it doesn't it, uh, show it long enough, but it shows a quick enough like you see that he has stepped on his head enough that now his uh, the foot that he was stepping on him with has now made contact with the floor because there is no more head.
1: Yeah, um, uh, I didn't get to check out all of the Blu-ray specials and stuff. And I think like that, like I said, this is like one of those five dollar uh, yeah. movie bin ones. And the only thing on here, it says special special features four featurettes. <laughs> I drive the driver. So it's probably information about the driver. Under the Hood, which is the story, Driver and, I, Driver and Irene, the relationship, and Cut to the Chase stunts. And then there is a commentary interview track with Nicholas uh, Winding Refn, So Oh,
0: director, yeah. Yeah, the director. Wait, the, the oh, commentary oh, track with just the director or anyone else on there? It's just
1: the director. Oh, well, that might still be interesting. On this one.
0: The, those so. are 50-50 shot. They either suck because the guy doesn't know how to talk. By or the person doesn't know yeah. how to talk by themselves. Or it's pretty easy to talk about the movie you made if there's a lot that you want to talk about. Um, I mean, it's just
1: like a podcast. It's a little bit easier to do a podcast when you got a couple people to bounce off of. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. The only thing I want to say about the elevator scene, though, to, to close that out, is um, the elevator stops and Irene gets out and just looks at him like, oh, I just learned who you really are. And mm-hmm. I made the joke when he looks back at her. I was like, sorry about that. Uh, we cool, <laughs> <You> <laughs> My bad. yeah. Just um, nope, Some that people is-
1: these days, right? Um, yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. so you didn't uh, hear what he said about you, you know, yeah, but
1: no, yeah. uh, like I said, what I don't the rest of them, the ending's good, like we said, it doesn't, it's ambiguous, it's open ended, right. but it doesn't need a sequel, doesn't no. need a prequel. No. We don't need, we don't need, uh, driver the prequel and then the third movie would be driven so there's not even
0: the, the thing is uh, there's not even like any side characters that are interesting enough that you could do spin-offs for them
1: albert brooks know? character says all right it's just you me and the girl now right so like right, there's right. nobody left
0: <laughs> the only thing i could see them doing and this would be a total cash grab is if uh, years to come they make a movie out of the kid um yeah maybe in a perfect world
1: they would just leave it alone
0: yes but that's we know that's not going to happen um or uh, we'll get
1: the one for one remake
0: so yeah jesus oh my gosh um but i i will say that uh i yeah there's definite symbolism in this and it's mainly with his jacket because and you don't really think about it until um i look this up but he says over the phone to uh Mm-hmm. He says, know the story about the scorpion and the frog. Um, and he said, your friend Nino didn't make it across the river. And I was like, okay, I guess I should look that up, huh? And so I did. Oh, I and knew that story. So <laughs> I did not. I've never heard of that before in my life. Um, so what it is, uh, I'll, I have the synopsis here. Apparently. Oh, okay. And for reference, Driver has, he has that white, um, what kind of, it's not a bomber jacket. It's what stunt, is that? It's a
1: stuntman jacket.
0: Well, that's not helpful at all. Uh, what I mean is like <laughs> Well if you go
1: if you Google stuntman jacket, that's what that guy like that's oh, a really? thing. Like yeah like, because look I, up see it as like
0: I see it as like the jackets you'd wear in the nineties, uh, or well before then I guess, that have not really a collar or they sometimes have a collar. It it depends on the make, I guess. But it looks like shinier. Right. Um I mean the fucking Midnight has one of those and I had to talk myself out of getting it multiple times. Um <laughs> But the synopsis, uh, the reason I mention that is it's it's solid white, and on the back is a yellow scorpion on driver's jacket. And the synopsis, the the scorpion, the frog, scorpion wants to cross the river but cannot swim, so it asks, uh, this comes from Wikipedia, so it asks a frog to carry it across the river. The frog hesitates, afraid the scorpion might sting it, but the scorpion promises not to, pointing out that it would drown if it killed the frog in the middle of the river. River! The frog mm-hmm. considers this argument sensible and agrees to transport the scorpion. Midway across the river, the scorpion stings the frog anyway, doing them both. The dying frog asks the scorpion why it stung, despite knowing the consequence, to which the scorpion replies, I am sorry, but I couldn't resist the urge. It is in my nature. Um,
1: That's a good story.
0: So that leads to, like, oh, yeah, Ryan Gosling's character, he doesn't mean to do this stuff, but it's in his nature to be a murdering piece of shit. I guess
1: he comes from the world. So, yeah, but now, and I will say, so I will, my only complaint about the movie is I feel like the third act is kind of like,
0: go ahead. Sorry. I'm rereading my notes. The one thing I want to say that points out how clueless Irene is to all of this. So Mm -hmm. after what we think is the final scene, then, you know, he's got to get away regardless of whatever happens. Everyone that's involved in this in any way, shape or form is going to be chased down by some sort of person that wants the money that was, involved in this right. whole thing and but irene walks down the hallway to driver's door knocks on the door and expects him to still be home like expects him to answer the door it's like wow that's how far removed you are from the actual scenario that your husband and all these people were in
1: i disagree with you sir i don't why think why else that's what would that she is? go down
0: there like she really thinks she's that...
1: lost her husband and the person that she just met that she no, loves but... she's in dis the ray
0: why for any reason would he after he told her and she saw how horrible of a person he is she really thinks he'd just be like hanging out at home again that's what i'm getting at what
1: i mean i'm going to the point where she's like she doesn't know what the fuck to do like she wants to like she wants to, it's
0: it's idiot. Clinging idiot on to
1: that thing what no fuck you scott no f- uh, no scotty you're too cynical
0: <laughs> yeah well um my fiance said at the end of that scene uh, she likes bad boys. I think she's the problem.
1: <laughs> there you go, Rachel. Fair <laughs> enough.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't so. even know what I was gonna. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. The third act, I think, is a. L- that's my only complaint. Is I feel the third act's a little weak. Like the the confrontation with Ron Perlman's character and that was Bernie. Weak.
0: That was very anticlimactic. Well, with even Ron with Bernie, I was just like,
1: yeah. But with uh, Bernie Rose's character, I was like, I guess that's how, my, like deals that go bad would actually like it wouldn't be Probably. this huge spectacular thing no it's just like yeah like, stab done like that's yeah, how there it wouldn't would be
0: happen. like a 30-man shootout or something like the no, godfather like this is on like the yeah. street or something like, yeah
1: yeah so that those were weak but I it's fine the rest of the movie carries it the rest of the movie carries yeah. it
0: right 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 yeah this is ending. very much I, I love the ending This is very much uh, something where even if you know how it ends, it's very much about experience in the journey. It's rewatchable. Yeah, you'll definitely catch stuff that you didn't the first time through. Um, Like I said, I I wish I had time to watch people's overanalyzing of this thing and everything because there's tons of symbolism Mm -hmm. in it. Um, Oh, actually, there was one we didn't mention uh, because, oh, God. So Bernie is the dude that he's one of the owners of the pizzeria, right? well he's, he's like involved not not the or whatever yes yeah yeah. yeah yeah so but he goes in and kills brian cranston's character um which is that pretty that, slick yeah that that scene that bummed me out because he didn't deserve anything well, that he got thrown his way. we
1: knew we as the audience knew what was gonna happen like right, we right, just right. know and especially when so earlier again pay up and pay off set up and pay off when when Shannon is explaining this so they're trying to get like a basically him to be a race car driver because mm-hmm. he would
0: make millions. So uh and that's an actual Al- like sort of honest way to make money rather yeah, than what yeah. they're doing, you know. It's a side hustle. Comparatively. So,
1: uh yeah. Albert Brooks character meets uh Ivor for the first time and he shakes his hand. He extends his hand and Ryan Gosling's like I got dirty, you know. My hands are dirty, and he goes because
0: he was working on a car uh, so, in an auto
1: body shop. Yeah, and then Albert Brooks' character goes, he goes, well, so my, so are mine. So I was like, that was cool. But then in the next scene, Shannon goes to shake his hand, and he doesn't shake his hand and I was like oh no so the minute in this scene that we're talking about now mm-hmm. when Bernie extends his hand to shake it I was like oh Brian Cranston's dead like that's just how it's gonna go so yeah 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 And he, he slid, it, slid his uh, wrist down the arm so it makes yeah. it look like it's a suicide so mm-hmm. I mean he covers it there's a reason that this guy he's an old gangster so or he's an old mobster so he's been in the game for a while but
0: yeah, he was knew to, sad he knew to go down the stream not across the tracks more efficient that way anyway yeah Um, (laughs) when, when driver finds, uh, Cranston's body, such
1: a not good joke to laugh at. (laughs) Nope. uh, That's that joke
0: is never told in a good situation. So yeah. Um, but, uh, when Cranston's body's found by driver, you know, he, he has actual feelings for him and everything. Um, it's crying by like our, whatever experience we are having with these characters, he's the closest thing to some sort of father type, ish figure in this so it makes sense years yeah yeah but um i don't know if you caught this or not but the uh but bernie mentioned before how his and cranston's history is like he's a good guy just has a lot of bad luck um yeah and then when cranston looks at him and touches his head and turns his neck you see a horseshoe tattoo on his neck so i was like oh boy more symbology look at that Yeah. Um, uh, but it's I didn't really catch good. that the first time I saw it. So, um,
1: well, he, well, it's so blatant. Cause it's not like the scene should have been his head already at that angle. And you just kind of see the tattoo, Maybe. but like he goes out of his way to move his head over and like show the tattoo. You're like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a little bit, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's good though. Uh, let's see what factoids we've got here. Um,
1: Again, these all come from IMDb, so grain of salt, they could be true. They might I tried to hit the highest rated ones. So that doesn't really make things true, but whatever. All so right. uh I can hit this first one. They're they're kind of lengthy, so we'll try to, you know, up pretty
0: quickly a... paragraph. That's how the
1: door. I, I got I don't paraphrase. So hmm. uh speaking of the chemistry that Ryan Gosling and Carey Mulligan had, as we stated before, how they're always constantly talking to each other or not talking to each other. Uh, that was, pro- that was a decision by both of the actors because they felt that their scenes would be more focused on the mood and refused to say any, many of the scripted lines and Mulligan commented how, Hey, I just got to look at Ryan Gosling all day. So, and I got paid Sheesh. to do it. So, <laughs> yep. It's not a bad gig. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you have here that Brian Cranston, I guess it starred in the 98 episode, 1998 episode this one's of the X-Files called bit. Drive. This is his first collaboration with screenwriter Vince Gilligan. Uh, oh, okay. Who, impressed by his performance as a sympathetic villain in this episode, later cast him as Walter White. I don't remember that episode of X-Files, but I probably would like as soon as I saw the opening or something. Um, I just that's... thought it was
1: a cute little one that was like a... If it's true, it's like a full circle where that episode was called Drive... Made him meet, you know, Vince that Gilligan, which got him breaking so bad, far. which breaking bad was the reason he was in the drive movie. So, again, that's one of those. I put that in there specifically for us to talk about because you're like, is it true or oh, is that? i have little not seen, too?
0: okay, I've not seen this episode, season six, episode two. But yeah, I see that Mulder's is driving him somewhere. Um, okay, well, maybe that it's seems true. like such a stretch, like a, an episode from '98, and then fast forward almost a fucking decade later. And it's like, well, I'm to put you in a show.
1: <laughs> now that you've explained how overanalyzed this movie is, that makes a little sense with these factoids that I found. So, mm. yeah. Uh, I mean, but going on top of that, uh, this other one, t- Oh, I already talked about how Brian Cranston wanted to make Shannon's character a motor mouth since, uh, driver is a very stoic character. Yeah. Uh, Another one too was most of the licensed songs, such as "Night Call" by Kavinsky and "Real Hero" by College, were released between 2007 2011. Despite their retro feel, and look, if there is one out there on the U- on the YouTube's, if someone has edited this movie with just replacing that movie with Midnight Music, I'd yeah. watch it.
0: It's out okay, there. Okay, I'm watching it. So <laughs> I, that I mean, I guess that shows how far synthwave has come. that the, that that's a factoid. Like, despite the fact that these songs sound old, they are new. That's not a yeah. toy. That's just there where also, music's going.
1: <laughs> I don't know, and no, no diss to these artists or anything. Oh, in the yeah. movie, but well, it just, yeah. it's it's very it's it's it just sounds generic. But synthwave has had what eleven years to develop.
0: It's so on the up and up. So. Yeah, it's it's very hard to sound unique or stand out with synthwave. Also, um,
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a synthwave song for the fucking what is it? The cartoon of TMNT meet Batman, and it's a really good synthwave song. So oh,
0: all right yeah um, it's everywhere so let's see yeah i mean like if you look at stranger things they could have just had synthwave artists do all this but no let's get the pop 80s hits so that mm-hmm. that draws people in despite the fact that our budget exactly. would be through the roof so uh let's right. see uh
1: the other one eh, i'm tired of talking that about brian
0: Cranston. yeah that kind of repeats the thing we already said yeah. looking at this fact the right other here.
1: one the last one that we have here is uh people i mean we, it's about our uh uh, sequel or prequel discussion earlier where the director says whenever asked if there would be a sequel or a spin-off to Drive, he says, no, there will never be a second Drive movie. It ends too imperfectly, and that's why it works. So, stay away okay. from this movie, Hollywood!
0: Yeah, so, back off. You I really,
1: I, I guess we'll go into did we like this movie? A Of fucking course I love this movie. Like, Jesus Christ, this movie's my jam. Mm-hmm. I text you I messaged you 10 minutes into the movie, I was like, this movie's my jam.
0: Like... Yeah, yeah. not many comments from Corey this time around, probably because he was just watching the movie. Um... I wrote
1: them down this time!
0: Oh, that too. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: I forgot about it almost, so we'll go through this. Uh, oh, I wanted to say, and we forgot to bring it up, but apparently it is based off a book by James Salas. So okay. I am interested to... I'm interested I will pick that book up just to read it to see the similarities now how much I like this movie because I love the movie perks of being a wallflower absolutely love that movie could not finish the book I got about halfway through the book and I just kind of fell off of it really hard yeah
0: I'm trying to think how well unless it's got to be overly descriptive I'm trying to think how well this would do as a book you know.
1: I don't, I don't know, because how do you capture the atmosphere with such lo- small amounts of dialogue?
0: So, exactly. Yeah, unless she describes but... every fucking pore on Ryan Gosling's face or something.
1: Maybe George, George R. R. Martin helped write this fucking book. Yeah, so, it's a scarlet letter uh,
0: chase scenes in here. Um, the, the, <laughs> the
1: other thing I said was I, I put the way that L.A. is shot a plus. I love the overheads of all the streets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I put that the start, stunt driver equals the perfect cover for the work that he does. Oh, right. I did. I, I noted how uh, Gosling was very robotic and I, I already talked about how Hotline Miami was a direct inspiration from drive, like 100% so much of right. that stuff. Let's see. I just wrote Ron Perlman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I didn't even put anything with it I just said ron perlman i wrote down the quote that i really liked oh one thing that i really really liked two things were the no look parking so this happens when he sees the two thugs walking away from where o- oh, oscar okay. isaac's character gets beat up and mm-hmm. he's watching them the entire time he pulls in to the spot and parks he never looks away mm-hmm. and i was like that was really good. And I also love how the strippers reactions to the scene where Ryan Gosling walks in and basically beats the shit out of this one guy. They're just well, like he, he literally sure.
0: enters the room and smashes his hand with a hammer. doesn't say he smashes anything.
1: his other hand. That's not messed up. Right. So, right and it doesn't right. say a word. But all the stri- like you expect all the women to like run out. Oh There's a- no, they're just like. This shit happens every day. Like
0: and, <laughs> also uh, here's our boobs. So. <laughs> when I was yeah, when I was watching that with Rachel and she was like, "Why don't any of them do something?" I'm like, "Honey, if you were sitting there, you would not do a damn thing to that guy that just walked in and took well, a hammer yeah. to your boss's hand
1: and, and not even that they're just like no this is just like a normal fucking thing also yeah. this guy's a scumbag so we're cool with it so <laughs> yeah exactly
0: they were probably enjoying it so
1: because he's talking up one of the the dancers at first and he and then he just sm- ryan gosling smashes his hand and not just once like he goes boom 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 and you're like yeah. oh okay and, and then, you're then like, that, that
0: bullet if, comes back into play that we mentioned earlier
1: oh the bullet's so good he makes him swallow the bullet because yeah. he was going to hit the bullet to sh- like, kill him. I was like, yeah. whoa, he do not even need a gun. Like, <laughs> I don't know how well it's going to work, but let's see. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that was a really good scene. And then I put my last note here was that the Benicio holding over or handing over the bullet was incredibly powerful. Because you're mm-hmm. just like, man, that's either like a bullet for his father or it's like a bullet for him eventually. And I figured it like,
0: was for the kid. Well, one or the other, though, like I they would to be yeah. either, it would, the, the thugs would either be like, hand me that bullet. Your dad's going to die or hand me that bullet. It's for you. But that yeah. to me, that scene was basically when he handed over the bullet. That scene to me was I'm your dad now, <laughs> you know,
1: yeah, basically like, don't worry, kid, I got you. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but no,
1: I absolutely love this movie and I highly recommend it to anyone that's not seen it. Or hasn't seen it in a while. You should definitely don't, watch it.
0: The uh, I will say it was a victim, uh, even though it, it beat its budget, it was definitely a victim of poor marketing because I'm sure a lot of people yeah. walked into this thinking like, all right, nonstop wheel man action movie. I don't oh, have Fast and the Furious, but I've got this, you know.
1: Yeah, it's at the height of the Fast and the Furious stuff going on, and I think one of the factoids I saw on there that I didn't put on oh, our list, but there was like a lady that actually tried to sue one of the movie companies or something to oh be like, because well, the trailer made it look like it was a Fast and Furious movie.
0: Yeah. Is that the and same lady, lady that spilled... Not. Is that the same lady that sued McDonald's because she spilled her own coffee on her lap?
1: She won is a lot of that's, money. That's what and it there's sounds a reason, like to me. There's a reason that the cups say extremely hot now, so... Right.
0: Cape does not uh, allow user to fly or something like that, right?
1: <laughs> no capes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay, but yes. no, yeah, movie's fucking great. Uh, Scotty, this is your rewatching of it, so do mm-hmm. you? What do you think of it?
0: That's good. Uh, you gotta (laughs) maybe watch it by yourself because if you're if there's someone that'll watch yeah,
1: if there's a if there's
0: a if there's a voice in the crew watching it that's not taking it serious, I'm not this isn't overly up its butt. Um, but I would say like this, 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 and um, of all the movies we've watched, like we've we're we're building up quite a spectrum here. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say that of them that we've watched between the two that ha- are the most artsy fartsy or take itself more serious than the rest of the movies we've watched this and annihilation are basically tied. So,
1: yeah, yeah. So,
0: yeah. But this movie, I mean, annihilation look- much more up its ass, much more. Do you understand yeah. what the human race is doing? You know, very much. Nature,
1: more. like Yeah. Like all this stuff. And, but no, this one, I got to, you, you know, every couple of years, you kind of kind of like rework your top five favorite of whatever, because, you, mm-hmm. you know, new things come out that you really like. Right. After watching Drive, I'm like, mm, that's a contender. That is a contender for my top five, because it is, and it's if, not the thing. I love the oh, thing, right? but it is very much different, and I love it so much.
0: Yeah, I don't think you, those are comparable. Um, uh, I would say if you do like the synthy stuff in this, check out the Midnight, check out uh, yeah. FM. Uh, hold on. Check out FM85. Check out, uh, yeah, there you go. Corey's holding up the the monsters vinyl. Yep. And um, maybe Time Cop 1983. I forget their full name. I always forget their full name. Um, There's a bunch of synthwave stuff that's really, uh, I think, Uh, was also partially a result of the pandemic because a lot of that stuff people were self producing. Yeah. And uh, so there wasn't
1: a lot of shit we could do during that. Everyone started streaming. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yep, yep. Everyone uh, started streaming, like everyone dark started writing Synthwave, synth and as a result, the Venn diagram is everyone's fucking background on their streaming setup, <laughs> you know?
1: Yep, I am a victim of circumstance on that, so, I mean, if you yeah. like Dark Synthwave, you can look at check out the Dance with the Dead. I've recently seen them live. Uh, they're a little bit more, like, I don't want to be like, oh, they're more hardcore, but they're definitely more, it's metal and Synthwave put together, is what it sounds like, so, but it's good. Synthwave is, people are like, what's your favorite genre? And I'm like, I really like prog rock and synthwave. Has a lot on my playlist right now. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to yeah, um, uh, th- yeah. yeah. But that's and and we were talking about annihilation and drive. Um, I don't know that we solidified this, but for the twenty, wait, this is episode twenty one right now. Um, so for we the can 20, drink now. Yep, hooray! We can drink movies <laughs> now. Um, yay! So for twenty five, how do you feel about ranking all the movies we've seen thus far? When we hit our 25th got, episode, we
1: got a good, we got a good, uh, I
0: think that'd be we fun. We got a good
1: rep- repertoire. It's, uh, different. Yeah. Make episode 25 that special one. Kind of gives us movies. a break to get caught up.
0: And so. that'll, I think, what we do, uh, depending on how that goes, like we'll rank all the movies, and I'm sure people are going to be like, you can't compare, like, The Wizard to Drive. And we're like, that's not bullshit. what we're doing. We're just, <laughs> yeah, also bullshit. This is our show. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the literal. <laughs> <laughs> the literal criteria is: is in a movie? Yes, that's on the list. And then Look, what we'll people, continue this to
1: did not start as a movie review podcast. It was supposed to be movies, games, and anything else. And then we were yeah. like, "Fuck that! Movies are easier." So.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Less of a time sink. Um, but who knows what the future might hold. Uh, but the thing is, we'll add like every time. And and what that'll take the longest to build the ranking list. And mm-hmm. on episode twenty-five, and then from then on we'll throw it in whatever movie or thing we're watching that episode. We'll throw it into the list and just keep building it. I think that'll be fun. Oh man.
1: Episode 400. All right. This movie is 326.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Episode 420. Uh, you know,
1: yeah, that was going to be pineapple express and half baked double feature. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but uh no, I guess we need to say what we're what our next episodes for cuz this is technically the last episode that's going to be coming out in june-ish we'll yeah. say. Uh
0: yep, it'll again be one that does not technically release in the month that we recorded it, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. The summer's weird. We're not um, here for schedules. <laughs> no, hell no. It's the summer. That's the that's the excuse I will use this time. Um yeah, I don't know. Do We uh, We haven't chosen yet if we want to go the Turtles route let's, or Skating no, route. Well, we'll, go, X Games. we'll go. All right. You're, it's you're summertime. Your
1: two movies, I have no idea what they're about, so let's watch them.
0: All right, so it's summertime. The X Games usually happen around now, uh, so X Games. next month is going to be those. Uh, and that in mind, we're watching some skating and skateboarding movies. Up first will be Gleaming the Cube, starring Christian Slater. And then after that, the made-for-TV Disney movie *Brink*, which is on Disney—I know that's on Disney Plus. Plus—and um, we'll mention the cosplay. You have cosplay, we'll okay? Mention, yeah, <laughs> we'll mention that when we we'll mention that when we get to it because it's there's something interesting with that. Um, *Gleaming the Cube*. I'm not sure what it's Lords on. *Lords of
1: Dogtown*. I didn't get a choice in this. These are two Scotty's decisions. So.
0: Nah, nah. That uh, you'll you'll see why I chose these because there are definite talking points for these movies. <laughs> Yes. Uh, plenty Speaking to Speaking of discuss. which, if we
1: ever if we ever do want to go down the route, we could always do a double feature of uh, Lords of Dogtown and Dogtown and the Z-Boys, which is the biography about Stacy oh, okay. Peralta and the California skateboarding scene and all that. One of them is a documentary. The other one is an actual dra- dramatized movie. Oh,
0: so, uh, okay. Oh, both of these good. are straight up movies, but... Yeah.
1: Good. I'm so happy. Uh, I better be able to easily access these fucking movies. Is all I got to say.
0: (laughs) I'll look right now. You son of a bitch. Gleaming the cube. The one has to be on Disney Plus, right? Um. Yeah. I. I told you already. Brink is on Disney Plus. Gleaming the cube. I forget where we watched it, but we definitely just watched it like a couple weeks ago. Uh, you
1: are a special breed. You and Rachel are perfect. This is look. (laughs) All I'm gonna lead
0: up to. all I'm gonna lead up to with in the Cube. With, oh
1: my god, this cover.
0: This is another <laughs> this is another movie that literally I watched when I was homesick and it was on USA.
1: Well, Tony Hawk's in it, so it's passing.
0: Hell so. yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, oh my we god. got the Hawk, the Birdman himself. Birdman it's an himself. action
1: mystery movie. I'm excited for this.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Well, right. hey, in the meantime, guys, if you're getting a little bit of static. Don't touch that dial, because you're right where you need to be. You're in the static zone.
1: Oh. I hit my mic with my mouth.
0: <laughs> Sacrifices have been made. Uh